Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You have one new voice message. New voice messages. Tis the spookiest day of the year, Rosie. And we will be podcasting together. Rosie, I'm so excited for this. Can you remind me later on? We're in the studio. I literally have the best impression of a witch doing a wank ever. I'm going to do the noise for you now, and then I'll show you like in person later. It's on my Instagram, though. You can find it. It's a picture of me doing it while eating hummus. But like, listen to this. How fucking hot is that? But with the hand act, honestly, right, just remind me to do it later, because I'll forget. Okay, love you. Bye-bye. Deleted. And welcome to Daddy Look At Me. A podcast where myself, Helen Bauer and Rosie Jones sit down and talk to our favourite people from the world of showbiz about attention, childhood and of course, Daddy. Great to have you here. Now let's crack on with the show. Hey! And hello, Rosie, and welcome to Daddy Look at Me. Yay! I've literally been singing for two hours this morning, so I think I sound really good. Um, okay. Okay, just leave it there. Just I sound really good, Um, okay. Where are we? We're at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in your flat. Well, yeah. It's really We're nice. We're on week 72. Week three. That's and nice. Week four. Week four. Week four. My God. Um, you're not supposed to talk yet because you're not here. <laughs> and I have forgotten how to feel. No, you... Right. Number one, Rosie's being over-exaggerating. She's yeah. having a wonderful month. She's doing wonderful things. She's hanging out with wonderful people. Yeah. She got to hang out with me. Sure, she yelled at me and cried when she hung out with me. Oh, my God. You ruined my whole Jack, year. you know about this, don't you? What happened to us? Yeah. Right. Listen, right. I'm going to tell the story, and then we're going to introduce our guest at the end, and he's going to say who messed up, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> so, it was a Sunday morning. 10 a.m. Yeah. We booked tickets to see a show that started at 10 a.m. Originally, we said we'd be at 9.30. That was never going to happen. But we say it for fun, right? Yeah. And I thought I'll have an early night before I won't drink. So Rosie got absolutely shit-faced, blind twatted. Yeah. I chose an early night, and I was a bit late to meet her because I was having a sausage roll on the way. Rosie, please, I'm telling the story. (laughs) I go to meet her. It's... Five to ten when I get there. Okay. It starts at ten. I get my ticket, but it's just down she the road. We're there. Five to ten. Okay. Absolutely fine. Why is anyone stressing out? Turns out we're in the wrong assembly. We want to be assembly Newtown. We're in assembly George Square. Rosie starts yelling at me. She was already standing there with a ticket with the address of the venue on it. (laughs) So she actually had the information. So I immediately said, well, she's there cussing me out, making me look like an absolute dickhead. I say, don't you worry, Rosie. I'm ordering us an Uber right now because I could probably have run and made it in time. This disabled one wouldn't happen. So I was factoring her into my plans. I order an Uber. It takes a while to get there. Sure, that's not my fault. What time are we now? We're, we're just past 10. We're, we've nudged we're, past. Show's started, okay. but we're like, we're, we're in latecomers time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah, reasonable. It's fine. And I know the opening number. I was singing it to her on the way. And our friends were already in. Who the didn't end. want to go see it. So two people were trapped inside of Legally Blonde the musical at 10 a.m. who didn't want to be there already. Legally Blonde the musical. Yeah, yeah. Legally Blonde. Oh, have we not said this was Legally Blonde so the musical? Good. It's so good. <laughs> because... We made them go because of the podcast. Shout out to Flo and Joan. Uh, we told them that they needed to go to this show at 10 a.m. They were like, no, Rosie. And I said, we'll be there. So they had to go in 
Which, by the way, as a side note, it would have been nice if they messaged us and said, we're going to be at this venue, just so you know we need to be at this venue, but they didn't, so they're also in my shade as well. <laughs> and then we arrive at 10.19 mm. outside the venue. I know what you're thinking, but it's a two and a half hour show. Mm. So yeah. it's 19 minutes in, mm. but we, we go to the front of house staff. Rosie, take it away. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, we're late. And she looked at us and said, no, <laughs> we don't let anybody in for the first 15 minutes. That was only four minutes. Can I also say, this lovely front of house lady was clearly about 16, 17 years old. She looked so upset she couldn't let us in because she could tell we were in a rush and a bit stressed about it. And she uh, wanted to let us in. And I was like, don't you worry, honestly, we're fine. We're gonna go for a coffee. We'll come back for the second act. She was like, great, Rosie. I, I was hungover and I was angry. Aggressive. And we had bought tickets. So I did what I could only do in that situation. And I said, but I fell over. 16 year old girl, she felt awful. And Rosie was like, I'm disabled. And, and I fell over. <laughs> she didn't, she I was drunk. You lied. you lied and you were full of alcohol. <laughs> And then I dragged her away, bought her a coffee, and she wouldn't even look or talk to me for about an hour until we got in for the second act. Was now, that a shame? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was anger. anger. Don't project on her. She doesn't it feel was shame. Anger and some shame. And some. Like, who was in the wrong? Well, I'm glad you are. Welcome to our guest today, Reverend Richard Carl. Thank you so much Hello. for coming. You're both wrong. <laughs> and you both deserve. Terrible exemplary punishment. First of all, for not being in church at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Because it doesn't start till 10.30. Church doesn't start till 10.30. No, I know that. I used to be a Sunday school girl. Yeah, but not all churches, all right. Okay, well, I'm after this. So. Second thing is, you get major demerits for playing the disability card. Oh, You get major demerits for passively, aggressively pretending that you were incorporating Rose's disability into your plan when you hadn't at all. No. And then you get demerits for having the information about the correct, <laughs> correct information on the ticket that you did not act oh, upon fully. I can't read. Oh my God, I wish you had just been in your room. You're reading one of those books that's called like Sapiens or something. Yeah. So you're both wrong. Badly wrong. Can you give us both a compliment before we carry on? Because now we're both really upset. Thank you for your honesty. It's partial <laughs> Is that honesty. A compliment? Partial honesty. Yeah, you're kind of. Well, there was that kind of honesty mediated through the filter, obviously, of self-regard and an effort to blacken the reputation and blame the other one. Okay, should we just leave it there? We could have gone to church a different day and you just didn't know yeah. about it. I, you could have done, but did you? <laughs> no, no, not but since I was little. Also, to be fair, legally blonde is our church. It's quite like church. Yeah, it's I'll totally like. that. It's quite and also, like can we just say how fucking incredible the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, their graduating yeah. students were doing yeah. that. It was so incredible. It? Yeah. It's my pick of the fringe. It was I so great. I wish I'd seen. Do you know how many shows I've seen since I've been here? I don't know, 20? One. No. no. Who was the holy one? Matt Ford. Matt Ford. Oh, oh great show. Brilliant great show. Did girl. you see Fairness. it? So yeah. good. We'd like to take you back, though. Okay. So, no, in fact, tell us what you do now. Tell us all the attention-seeking you do in the last couple of years, because you've got Ooh. a lot yeah. of plates in the air. You are the king of attention seeking. He's never pretended he's disabled to make someone feel bad about themselves. <laughs> you do. Not far off. Not far <laughs> off. Um, I pretended to have a speech disability once, <laughs> to be heard. That's a... That was a long time ago. What was the speech? It's like a stammer? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, because no one was listening to me. And I thought, I can't <laughs> shout these people down. So if I pretend to have a bad stammer, then it actually works. Daniel Kitchen. He does. He does that too. Yeah. yeah. He's got a stammer. He doesn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine if we just go around and keep it? It would be awful find out famous disabled people turn out not yeah. to be. Like Evelyn Glennie can hear perfectly well. Look at her. 
You know this is an act. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a way in my sugar. And it's not quite the same level, but my hair isn't actually naturally this blonde. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a similar thing. Wait, so you pretend to have a speech impediment. That was a long time ago. But when, what were you doing with your life when you pretend to have a speech impediment to get like people to listen to you? I get noticed. Yeah. Trying to get noticed, trying to... I was the specky, four-eyed, swatty, nerdy kid at school, and I thought, I don't particularly <laughs> like what comes with that. <laughs> so I thought, I know, I'll become a hilarious clown. Mm. And, uh, and then I'll become yeah. powerfully insightful and wise. Yeah. People will want to know what I think. Yes. And that's been the story of my life, <laughs> discovering that neither are true. And how many different, like... Parts of performance have you done before you've like settled on oh. comedian? Because you've got comedian. the history. I'm you, not everything. Well, I'm not. No, I'm really, I mean, I'm down on Twitter. It lists me under comedians, and I think, well, I wonder what the archdeacon thinks about that. <laughs> right. So I'm the vicar of Finden. Okay. Oh yeah. my goodness. So that I've been doing that for nine years. Before that, I was curate in Knightsbridge, and before that, I was curate in Boston and Lincolnshire. So oh. that's been happening. Yeah. So that involves you know, every Sunday, uh, most Sunday, I send the pulpit, blah, 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 blah. People have to listen to me or pretend to listen to me. And I get to dress up in gorgeous robes, swish around, and invoke nice. the Holy Spirit while I do so. <laughs> so listen, if you want attention, I'm also the only one who people think knows what he's doing at weddings and funerals and christenings. Do you know what you're doing? Most of the time. Good. Are yeah. you in your element? I think I am, actually. I'm not someone who shrivels in the spotlight. No. I think it'd be fair to say. No. My first... I mean, my mother told me a story that she used to have... I was born in the 1960s, 1962, in Kettering. Great decade, great town. Weetabix fan are you? Well, I'm actually born within the olfactory footprint of Weetabix. Oh, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you know that? Because whenever you go past Kate, um, Karen K- on the K- train, you, you know, do you have that place like where whatever train journey you take, you always look out at the same point? Yeah. Like, I always look out at Durham Weetabix when factory. I'm coming yeah. up to Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, whenever I'm going past Kettering, I always look out right at the Weetabix factory. It's weird. Well, if you've got Weetabix factory, are you going south or north? I'm going north usually. So you've got the Weetabix factory on your right. Mm-hmm. But just before the Weetabix factory, that's my parish. That's fine. You see a spire above some trees. So you're Weetabix through and through. Weetabix through and through. Burton Latimer, where Weetabix is made, that's where my entire family comes from. Oh no. my god. Yeah, so Weetabix do, runs through my veins. Do you get free <laughs> Weetabix? No, but I can tell you some things about Weetabix. Yeah. Can I tell you things about Weetabix? Please. I love how already off topic we are. And I'm <laughs> so no, no one's meant to do No, I don't care about your life at all. Let's talk Weetabix. Secret of Bix. <laughs> Secret of Weetabix. Okay, here's one. Jack they looks make, so excited. <laughs> they, in Burton Latimer, which is a little town in Northamptonshire, okay, on the edge of Kettering, they make, <laughs> I think it's three million Weetabixes a day. Shut your holy mouth, so you don't mean literally it. Literally <laughs> streaming, streaming. Nothing thing I can tell you, my partner David, who's also a priest, is also an occupational health specialist, and he used to work at Weetabix, and he had to do an exorcism. Wait, your partner is also Weetabix? He used to work at Weetabix. He was the <laughs> occupational You've health You really guy. kept it. You were like, I need to find a partner. Totally. Got to be Weetabix part, But part of that, so being occupational health guy at Weetabix, plus also vicar, he had to do an exorcism in the basement at Weetabix, where there were some no. haunted pipes. No. Oh, my God. Oh, haunted my pipes. God. Wait, did that affect the Weetabix? Do you think people who ate that maybe like... It affected the people who worked there. They got upset. So he exorcised the haunted pipes at Weetabix. How's that? Also, I can tell you some other things about Weetabix. The Weetabix this podcast is going to blow up. I honestly don't know if we should like share this information. The Weetabix also has special x-ray machines where the Weetabix's three million a day come off the line. One for detecting metal and one for detecting organic matter. Like bugs. Like thumbs. <gasps> no! It's happened in the past. No! Yeah, How?! From a machine. Yeah, but surely someone would be like, oh, my thumb's but gone. once it's in, and you've got three million Weetabix coming off the line. But you just have to accept that you've lost a day's production. Well... They refuse to, do they? They just check, they check for the thumb. But this machine detects organic matter, <laughs> and another one detects... So if your earring falls in the Weetabix, they'll get yeah. that, okay? Well, in your case, they'd see it, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, I've got big hoops big on. Hoops. Thank you for pointing yeah. that out. No, it's yeah. nice. They're the list that can tell from the sound of my voice. There is a, you know I'm wearing there hoops. There is a sort of <laughs> thing. There's a ring to it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so ghosts, thumbs, earrings, 
don't worry about it. We just got it covered. Uh, Magnificent now, company. Ghost Thumbs Weetabix. You. And me. Let's get You're into this. To get there, Let's you? do it. Wasn't that a good segue? It was good. My avoidance stress. I don't think it was. Okay, Rosie, go on. You ask a child anyway, question. So here, I was no, telling we're you. Trying be, we're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, be yeah, in yeah. charge. I got the question. Okay. So there we are. So my mum used to have these knit and natter mornings yeah. when her friends would come around with their knitting and right. they would have a chat and knit and drink a cup of No, cute. That's what the smart set in Kettering was doing in 1966. And we had French windows at the end of the sitting room, which then they built a sort of conservatory before yeah. they were called, yeah. they were called sunrooms. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they built a sunroom at the end. And my mother would be sitting there, and I must have been four years old, and all of a sudden the curtains were pulled back, and there I was, dressed in a bedspread with a headdress that I'd made out of pillowcases, <laughs> dancing to my Bonnie Lies Over the Earth. <laughs> It was, and I and I I thought I was, I thought I was almost supernaturally brilliant, gifted. And you were, yeah. and yet to be discovered, still waiting. Yeah, yeah. No. but that's what sowed the seed of my my firm belief that I have, I think, a great dance talent within. And yeah. no one's really recognised it yet. Yeah. To be acknowledged, but you got time. Yes. And then you're doing everything else. Well, it's a bit desperate when you put it like that, isn't it? So no. No, it did I've actually, done, Rosie, when I've you said it, I've done street theatre. I've done medieval street theatre in the precinct at Coventry. I've done improvisation. I've done busking. Oh, this uh, is not coming across well for you at the moment. No, no. I mean, if you look, not, not at all. I, um, I was head chorister when I was like nine years old, singing. <laughs> I literally. You weren't. You were self appointed head chorister. I scratched and clawed my way past my best friends, tearing my talons into their eyes and ruining their voices so I could get that solo, Once in a Royal David City, at the Candlelit Hall. Um, how were you like were you received well as a child with your performances would the whole knit and natter group watch you and enjoy it they or? looked to me with a sort of puzzled anger like <laughs> you would at someone who was displaying the symptoms of a very serious delusional episode yeah and I couldn't understand why they weren't giving me a standing ovation yeah. and then the great the you knew what a standing ovation was at four years old <laughs> <laughs> and the refrain of my youth was my mother going Richard stop Showing off. Yes. Did you get that? Yeah. Showing off. I get it from now. I get it from my friends. You get yeah. it from your friends. No. Yeah. See, my mum and dad was so supportive. Ah. So they like you showing off. Yeah. So I think they encouraged it. Right. So was your mum like? No, Richard. It was more complex. Stop. More complex than that, Rosie. On the one hand, she encouraged it at yeah. every step. So, for example, she bought me clothes which made me look like a gay child. So she bought me literally... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What are clothes that make you look like okay, a gay this child? this is the 1970s, all right? It was okay. So for informal, I might have a kind of marmalade <laughs> and cream-coloured, oh. chunky-knitted... Low top with a belt with a tortoiseshell buckle. Thank you. <laughs> That's so cute. And then for form occasions, I might have a burgundy coloured bow tie. <laughs> and clearly, my mother was creating me to be Violet Elizabeth Botter, I know, inspired by Lena Zavarone. She was having fun. She was having fun with her. A lot of fun. I get it. I think living vicariously at me, the Shirley Temple life that she yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. Yeah. go. Yeah. But at the same time, then, <laughs> as soon as that. Oh, you must have been. So badly. So badly. <laughs> well, that's why I had to become the clown, you see. Because or was it always inside of you? No, yeah, you become the clown, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, think, I think very early on, I can remember at the age of five, all of a sudden realising that what adults said was not always the truth. <gasps> this moment of realising there was a oh, gap between... Five. five! I can remember running around the garden on my little legs and then stopping with this realisation that what my mum said might not actually be true. And it was a moment when I think I started listening out for the gap between what we aspire to be and what we are. And there's a lot of comedy. Yeah, it's also where Christianity yeah. happens too, funnily enough. Yeah. The gap between aspiration and achievement. That's why funerals are funny, right? Because it's very, very solemn and everyone feels they have to act in a certain way. But then, of course, it's reality. Yeah, yeah. The gap between the reality and how... It's the awkwardness of it. That's where the comedy and the pathos mm -hmm. yeah. simultaneously is. 
So if you're kind of tuned into that from an early age, and I was, well, that's your life set, set up for you. I but think. then were you aware of your situation, like being a boy in Kettering? Like you weren't exactly raised in like the centre of London, like going to the West End of the no. weekends. We so had like, an Indian restaurant. Not, it's not the same. <laughs> then there was a Chinese restaurant where they used to make a pagoda out of a carrot. Oh, and amazing. That, that was just oh, wildly right. sophisticated. <laughs> and there was an Italian bistro in Northampton called Cadoro. And if you went there, one of the puddings was frozen orange orange sorbet in an orange oh, skin oh my god I I'm trying to be that. impressed I but know oh my, I, well, I am, don't know how I am we are the same in Bridlington in the noughties we, yeah we had an Italian restaurant yeah. called Pavarotti <laughs> <laughs> Pavarotti's <laughs> we will go every Friday <laughs> have a carbonara. Oh, lovely. I love a carbonara. A lovely carbonara. It's so <laughs> good. And then, oh, i tell you what they did. They either did an orange sorbet yeah. in the orange or... Oh, a lemon sorbet. Guess what that was? A peach. A lemon. A, a lemon! <laughs> but Rosie, like an orange sorbet, quite a substantial pudding. Yeah. Quite a substantial fruit. Yeah. A lemon, however, a slimmer, smaller fruit. So how could you get an equal sorbet hit from... Uh, those two different, very different I mean, citrus fruits. I was very small, but it did seem like a fat lemon. A big lemon. An so abnormally I, large lemon. Yeah, so I think they chose... There was an Italian restaurant in my lemon. town called El Castello and they served tiramisu. Done. We didn't I'm, have tiramisu in the no. 60s. But she's talking about like 2003. Bridlington. Yeah, but Bridlington. Yeah, yeah it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in time. Do you know what I remember when in Kettering, I remember the day we got yogurt. Are you serious? Seriously, so it wasn't called. It was called yogurt then. When did you get yogurt? It must have been about sixty-seven. Really? And it came in ski yogurt, and you poured it into a bowl and sprinkled sugar on it, and then you ate it. And it was like it glowed at night. It was so full of preservatives and all kinds of shit. But that was the beginning of sophistication for me when yogurt came to Kettering. Right, let's talk childhood. Childhood. <laughs> oh, child, so long ago. Do you, were you someone who at school were aware of wanting attention? Would you like go for the school plays? Was the nativity like a big deal for you? Totally. And I remember one of the most scarring experiences of my childhood was my Talk mate. your truth, we're here for you. Okay, this is difficult for me to talk about. It's all right, we're all friends here. Yeah. Safe. My friend Alex Brody, who I adored, got to be a king and I got shepherd. Okay. No. Not just oh, shepherd, no. but a non-speaking part. Oh, for Alex oh. got crowned, and he could do big strides holding his gift. Is he King David or a wise man? I'm hey, a bit come confused. on, okay. three, get this. Three kings. Oh, sorry, like exactly. the wise men are kings. King aren't David's they? not in. The <laughs> okay, you know what? I might not have read the Bible as recently as you. Okay, right. so it's the three kings, all wise men, major. But anyway, we had King Alex got to be king. Got crowned. He could stride around the stage holding his gift of gold, frankincense, or myrrh. I forget which. I was a shepherd. I was, had to stand... Sorry. <laughs> Spill your tea in pure anger. Stand, stand behind other people. You heard me right. Behind other people. Oh, my God. And all I got to do was to sing... Um, I think it was Silent Night. Oh, oh that's not even a good no. one. You can't actually can still remember the texture of my costume, the bitter texture and taste of disappointment and failure. <laughs> and iron entered my four-year-old soul, thinking, mm. I am never, ever going to suffer this indignity again. 
I felt I can feel it now. That moment. It's that moment when you go home to your parents and you know that is it. Alex was his name. Alex. Alex is going home to his parents and saying, "I need a crown. Need to make a crown." And their parents getting into a craftwork. You go home and you're like tea towel. Alex. His parents were divorced. (gasps) Which was here we bloody go. Alex needed it. Alex needed the king. Alex went home to his father. He was a farmer. And they had sheep. But Alex told me that if he was ever upset, he used to go out to the field and the sheep would come. And he sensed... So he's he thought a shepherd. The sheep, I suppose he was a shepherd. Yeah, he sensed that the sheep... W- he was a shepherd. Why was yeah. he not? This is what I'm saying. He was a shepherd. He never thought of that before. Maybe they wanted to cast against type. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they, they were typecasting Maybe. in the 70s. Let's not make out they were doing But the interesting that. thing... Is, sorry, Rosie. Maybe they saw your raw talent mm. and they thought... He had the rest of his life yeah. to be on stage. They needed to give that little divorced sheep boy. Sheep boy. <laughs> divorced sheep boy, Alex. Sure. <laughs> 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 you know what? Sorry, I'm going like to cut. She's Rosie. talking from the person who got cast yeah. as Mary. Can you don't just have to say no like He peaked. At four years old. Yeah. You haven't peaked. Do you know yet. what I'm thinking now you've said that? <laughs> what I like about the thought that in the staff room they were going, yeah, clearly Rich, Richard is the star. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to know a little opposition. I want him to know some confidence. I don't want everything to just come so yeah. easily to him. Let's make him a shepherd yeah. so he knows what it's like That's to it. be no, near but close but no cigar. Yeah. It gave you that hunger in your belly. But do you know what, Rosie? My belly is hungry still. That's it. This is one of the most oh. pathetic conversations of all <laughs> fucking time. Absolutely desperate. Are you telling me that there are other people at Edinburgh Festival who didn't, who aren't like this? Oh, I have a theory oh. that all comedians didn't get to be Mary or Joseph, and then you meet someone like Rosie, and it's like, what the hell? You were Mary well, and Joseph. Yeah. All rolled into one. I played all the parts. But you got given Mary, but you weren't allowed to speak. Yeah. So I taught him. Because <laughs> that's a real speech yeah. impediment. Yeah. I took too long. To say stuff. Yeah, basically they were like, don't talk, you're in labour. I mean, think your rate of words per minute. The oh, Magnificat tiny. would take a long time, Rosie, yeah. wouldn't it? No one's <laughs> time for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sorry to interrupt us with Mars, but we wanted to say we're at the show. Hopefully, the pair of us. It's we're, a dream come true. We're bringing our show set, so why don't you come and see us? Live. So I'd recommend going to see Rosie Jones on the 21st to the 25th of January at 8.45pm. I'm going on the Wednesday already with my housemate Emma. We're very Amazing. excited. And then exactly the week after. Two weeks after, I think. To, oh, I've <laughs> You've messed it. Two weeks after. From Monday the 3rd to Saturday the 8th of February, you can see Helen's show. It's called Little Miss Baby Angel Fies. So uh, Google Show Theatre. Search our names. Come see both of us. I think that's the best way to do it. Do it. Don't choose a favourite. What are you? We've all know who the favourite is. Let's just leave it there. Thank you. We'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye bye. And were you raised religious? Because did you get a second chance? Because I got to do two nativities a year when I was younger because I had the church one and I had the school one. So I was always given double chances. Like, were you in that situation? No, because my parents were nominally kind of religious. But but it's different because I was a chorister. So I went off to boarding school when I was like tiny, eight years old. And then I was in the chapel choir. So from the Mm -hmm. age of eight, it was religion, 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 music, 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 but... From the age of eight, I loved it, absolutely loved it. Yeah. I knew that there was no such thing as God. 
So I was the chorister who did everything, faithful, da, 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 but I knew there was no such thing as God. What? So I started the school chapel choir atheists club with my friend Matthew Gamage, whose birthday was yesterday, and Porky Hamblin, who's now... Por- a, wait, Porky's a first name? Porky, well, it's not a real name, but he's yeah. Porky Hamblin, but he's now um, a Pilates instructor in Rutland. Good for Porky. Um, I'm glad he's doing well. And Matthew is um, a cameraman in Devon. And oh, we've lost, right, see? The Pilates instructor in Rutland was enough. It only goes to show... <laughs> Take a while, she's gonna piss herself. Rosie, Rosie, it's not just Pilates, he's also a Feldenkrais practitioner. He teaches Feldenkrais to everyone from literally babies to 90 year old ladies. Well, what was he telling you? Okay, so the school chapel choir atheist club got Matthew, who's a cameraman, you've got me, who's a vicar, and you've got Porky, who's a Feldenkrais. You've got to stop saying the name Porky. Well, the plot is not Porky's willowy, he's been far better shaped than the rest of us. But he was quite pudgy when he was a boy. That's why he was called Porky. So you ran the church choir's atheist club. Well, I've co-founded it yeah. with Porky and with Matthew. With Porky and Matthew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a group effort at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and do you we remember- were a triumvirate <laughs> of atheism in the choir. But in the choir, like, how many solos were there a term and were you aware of who got them and when you got them? Nobody else got a solo. No. Oh, you so- well, <laughs> Hey, chorister. Thank you very much. When yeah, you, were you have chorister- to share your children. No. See, this is the behaviour that got me kicked out of the church choir because I because the fucking like choir it. mistress was giving it to her daughters who were all in it all three of them you and mean I got someone who out. wasn't you yeah yeah well you see if you're a head chorister you've got a big big flat back shield right with head chorister above it on a thick red band also remember I wore a blue cassock surplus and a ruff and I looked <gasps> angelic and with my head chorister thing on Nothing was going to stop me. So I looked like Barbara Streisand at the Hollywood Bowl. <gasps> <gasps> That's a uh, wonderful look. Wonderful. So, were the other boys jealous? Oh, totally jealous. Totally jealous. Mark Berry, Porky Hamblin. But I wasn't having... We were very competitive because we actually, there were quite a lot of us who had decent voices. And we were, I can remember once we were, we were practicing a solo for I Sing of a Maiden, that is Make a Less by William Mathias, a modern setting. And Our listeners all, will not know this song. So, we, <laughs> no one knows this song. so anyway, so the audition happened and the choir master, was a wonderful man called Mr. Ostler, he was standing there and we all sang it. At the end of it, he said, I'm sorry, you all sang it too loud. We're not going to do it. Because we all tried too hard. Oh, you know what's really sad is when you talk about it being cast nativity in that moment, both times your eyes really went to a really different place. That stuff forms you. Yeah. And as I approach 60, I am more and more that neglected, overlooked, scorned child Mm. in spite of my destiny, Mm -hmm. which was to be head chorister, hello, solos, ain't no one singing a solo, Mm. but this head chorister, and it was taken from me. But you, you got to be a singer. You were a pop star. I wasn't a like, singer. Oh, were you a Check guitar? out your Wikipedia, darling. Oh, it was God. keyboards for me. <laughs> Didn't you do, like, backing vocals? Did we what? Did you do backing vocals? Oh, well, did, there's one video yeah. I've got where if you look, there are three black women doing backing vocals, and one yeah. of them's me, actually. No way. Yeah. Wait, you, yeah. no, you're not a black woman. No, I'm not a black okay, woman. Okay, but you're just doing Dressed up as a black okay. woman in the back. Oh, is that Okay. Well, no, it, no, not really. Yeah. Not okay at all. But it was a different so era. Much. It was a different he era. He's been through oh, so yeah. much. And it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of misappropriating another culture. I was paying tribute. I was yeah. celebrating another culture. It's worth a go. Worth a go. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, something, my, my nephew, Oliver, he is 16, and he's like just become aware that I used to be in a band. He's kind of yeah. like, oh. So he went, like, Uncle Richard, I mean, you're like, like you in a band, right? <laughs> and I said, yeah, he goes, right. Like, really? Like a band? And I went, yeah. He said, like, we were on, on TV. I said, yeah. He said, well, like, is it on YouTube? And this is how he talks. Kind yeah. Of. I went, yeah. So he looked up and he looked at it and he looked at me and said, you know, it's really funny. You can see there's a vicar struggling to get out. <laughs> <laughs> what a swine. Do you feel like you've 
always just needed whatever job you do has it been coincidental that they've been on stage or performing in some way well, well I'm assuming you're an attention whore but I don't want to say that no, no, I'll tell you what the, I remember this other David my partner we were staying with a very good friend of ours Horatio I'm sorry about his name he didn't these names <laughs> honestly like, I, can we do a can we write them all down I mean Rose do a rundown at some point but, it's amazing Horatio and his brother Alexander no, come on what does Horatio do he's a writer he's oh, a wonderful writer I was writer. Gonna say like a ballet instructor <laughs> in the Shetland job, Islands he used to work for the BBC <laughs> arts unit so he had to answer the phone and uh, go hello Horatio Claire BBC Arts. Oh, oh fuck off! That's disgusting. Right. But that's that's a character. But he's a, a, a wonderful guy. But anyway, Horatio and I, good pals. His mum lives in the Black Mountains in Wales, in a place of unsurpassed beauty. The kind of place where you see the view and everything. So the first time I went there, me and David, my partner, walked with Horatio and Alexander, his brother, up to see the view. And there's this bit where we're walking up a track towards the mountain. And they turn round, and there is the Usk Valley. It's just magical. What did I do? I went and stood in front of them. <laughs> I literally went and stood. They were looking at this magnificent view. I walked away from the view and per turned my back to it and looked at them. So they were looking at me. And in the end, Horatio said, why are you doing that? I said, doing what? He said, like, you know, the view. Went, oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking you're the about. View. Yeah. You're the viewer. Why would head. you want to look at the Usk yeah. Valley when you could be looking at me and hearing me talk? Yeah. Wow. Why? I'm exactly wow. I'm exactly the same. And I annoy all my friends and family because I hate nature. You can't hate nature. I do, I do, Richard. Are you a town would you consider yourself to be like a town girl? And I do, I love a walk, but what annoys me yeah. is we're walking in a wood or whatever, and I'm telling it's a big anecdote, yeah. and I'm probably at the main point of my story mm -hmm. and my mum or my friend will interrupt me to go oh look at that catfish and I'm like <laughs> Who cares? The chaffinch. No. But the chaffinch is there for a moment. Exactly. But your story no, no, you can no, tell later. The there are hundreds but of chaffinches. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen, seen a chaffinch. You've seen a chaffinch. It's a bird. You it's a bird. A little bird. Garden yeah. bird. Have you been in a garden? I've been yeah. in a garden. Have you seen well, birds in a garden? I don't know. I don't know. We're in a flat, aren't we? On the top floor. You've given me emphysema by climbing up here. together. I've left the flat. Like I'm always. Where are you from? Town it. Exactly. Hampshire, the service station. Exactly. Yeah. So your idea of a walk is maybe the distant view the of Ellen Road or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so no, to get crisps yeah, and yogurt, which crisps. you could buy at a <laughs> yogurt, which you could get at a petrol station. I wouldn't buy yogurt. yogurt. I'd buy crisps. You're right. Hey, I've got, oh. we've got a, a debate <laughs> debate at home at the moment, which yeah. I would like your insight on representing the, a younger generation. Okay. I think it is beyond doubt that Galaxy chocolate is nicer than Cadbury's yeah, chocolate. Yeah, fact. Correct. Oh. Does anyone disagree? Yeah, there's loads of people that are absolute morons. But don't Because Galaxy is creamier and richer. It's creamier. And no. so sweet. It makes you feel so sick. And grainy. Very sicky. Grainy. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah. I'm with you. You're correct. People are no. morons, though. You can't help you it. You don't agree? I prefer Cadbury. Like dairy milk or would you have fruit and nut? Oh. Fruit and nut's nicer than plain. Fruit. Do there's no Galaxy fruit and nut. No, fruit and nut. Yeah. But... Even dairy milk over galaxy. You know why? It's because you're northern. I oh, think I think Cadbury's is a Cadbury's appeals yeah. to the northern palate, yeah. and Galaxy appeals to the southern palate. What? Northern. It's because you're northern. Uh, I've got a theory why it's actually Richard. Okay, Richard, I've got a theory. <laughs> Come on, hand me a. Um, right, basically, I think dairy milk is gross to me because you know that game you used to play when you were children, where you'd all sit around in a circle and you'd roll the dice, and then you had to put on a hat and a scarf and gloves, knife yeah. and fork, and you had to cut up the dairy milk and eat it. We never played that game. No one played that game apart from you. <laughs> just a just. <laughs> it's just me that played this Yo, no one ever Jack, played Jack, did you play this game growing up? 
Okay, well, I, I've, okay, I've got to talk to my parents. <laughs> um, you had to eat the whole of a fruit and whole of a dairy milk. You had to try and eat it as quickly as possible before the next person rolled a six. Nah. And then they had to put everything on and they had to start cutting up with a nice That's great advice for a developing child, isn't it? Yeah. Eat a bar of enormous fried chocolate as quickly as you can. <laughs> yeah. And the worst and then thing is, Wednesday, I did a two for Tuesday last night. Completely lost my mind. <laughs> no, two for Tuesdays, Domino's, two large pizzas. What's a do- oh, is that a pizza? What do you mean, what's a domino? <laughs> okay, end of interview. <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. It's a pizza, right? Yeah, it's a pizza. I'm fine. Pizza Express was the first pizza I ever had, I think. Or no, it was New Italian York. First pizza. Right? We didn't have pizza. We didn't have wood-fired ovens in those days. Um, there was spaghetti what bolognese. Was from a can? Well, the starter was actually corn on the cob. What was Italian what? about that? I don't know. But then you had these little like daggers to put in the end of the corner. I remember that, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. of course. That was dining. I mean, it wasn't, but like, we were going to be polite about it. Pizza was unheard of. Literally unheard <laughs> of. There was no pizza. No. I remember the first McDonald's. I went when? to a McDonald's. Wait, in the first McDonald's you had or the first McDonald's full stop? In England. <gasps> Must have been one of the first. It was in Chalk Farm, and we went there. It must be about 1977 or something like that. And I remember having a Big Mac and fries and thinking, "This is food. This is the best thing I've ever yeah. eaten." Yeah. yeah, it still is. I still think McDonald's tastes amazing. Yeah, I actually want to now. I've gone to Burger King now, but I mean, you really shouldn't. No, not Burger King. Oh, Rosie, can we go Subway for lunch? Yeah. Yes. And Montero <laughs> from Nando. I know, but we get a discount in Nando. Yeah. yeah. You get a discount a in Pleasance Nando? Pass. Are you, what company are you up with? Pleasance. Yeah, you get a discount with your Pleasance card. No one told me that. But what... What? You see, what I really would... Actually, I love a Nando's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only place where you can go in Kettering. And Craig, who's the manager at Nando's in Kettering, he has my order. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig. But he has my order on the grill oh. before I say what because I always no. have. I love that. Thing. What love that. do you have? Four chicken thighs hot. Great. Chips. Peas. No peer peer oh. Macho peas, is it? Yeah, macho peas mm-hmm. with sagras to drink. Oh. Great order. Get there early because they only have two malt vinegars. The rest is balsamic. I don't want balsamic on the chip, (laughs) do you? So get there early. Make sure you get the malt vinegar. And if you don't, just go attack a table and get it off. Craig puts one to one side. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is positive attention, I feel. You walk in somewhere, they know you, they know your order, you feel seen and heard. I'm table four. And do you know why I'm table four? (laughs) Whoa. Pathetic and desperate. No, this is is the counter narrative here. You're like this. Table four cannot be seen by other tables. So it's actually. So I can go and sit there, and sometimes people come and they say, come on, selfie, da da da. I'm thinking, I'm really trying to just eat my windows here. I don't want to get a photograph with sauce over my face. Do you know what I mean? So, photograph. Interestingly. You are so lucky you've got a partner because you'd find it hard to find love again. That's really, well, yeah, that's true. And I mean that, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) But there you see, that's the counter narrative. Attention hungry, seeking person all of a sudden. Wants a little discretion oh, when totally. it comes to I'm exactly the same. Right. I love attention. And then Edinburgh, I'm a bloody celebrity. Mm-hmm. I walked up the road two-minute walk yesterday. I got stopped eight times. Yeah. But then I went in a cafe, ordered a pie. Yeah. I don't want anyone coming up to me now. Were you eating a pie? Yeah. I'm eating a bloody pie. Did people well, come up to you? Rosie, yeah. can That's I just rude. say to you, table four, Nando's <laughs> Kettering, A14 roundabout, you'll be fine. Tell Craig I sent you. <laughs> That would be my favourite thing of all time if people listen to this podcast start going to this and saying, Craig, I've been sent. But can I just say, like, I've just started working with a guy who's 23. He's fantastic. He has never bought a record. You've never bought a record, have you? I've bought CDs and singles. He's never bought a CD. Oh, so you know I've done that. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so you bought... said to him, well, what was the first record you bought? And he kind of like, 
What's the record? I remember I bought cassette tape. That was my first one. Yeah. Cassette tape. Did you? What yeah. was it? Bewitched, Sailor V. Oh, really, I'll send it to you later. I got a Smurfs Go Pop. Smurfs. Yeah, Go Pop. On a cassette? Yeah, Smurfs Go Pop. Oh, gosh. It was great. I got um, My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean, which was my oh, dog, my, my signature tune. And then that was the one you first performed. Yeah, and it was a bread spread, and it had, like, a bobbly fringe. So I looked a bit like Gypsy Rose Lee, and I did this thing where I, I took the edge See, of I know it. that reference, Gypsy Rose Lee. So I went like that, seen a sweeping yeah. movement, and the bobbles flowed. My body lies <laughs> No, they looked at me like, they looked alarmed. Do you still get the same hit from performance you did that one day when you performed for Nittanatta? Yes, of course, but I'm used to it now. Mm. So, and you kind of people say, oh, do you get nervous? And the thing is, what you get nervous in the sense that your adrenaline rises, your heart yeah. rate rises, but you use it for you rather than against you. You're not frightened of it. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. So that becomes fuel for what you do. And if you're doing a show in Edinburgh, like I'm old man, I'm 57 years old, I'm knackered the whole time. I can barely, I can barely you look go very upstairs. Fresh yeah. do. That's the Clinique speaking. Anyway. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, it's like I go. All I'm doing in Edinburgh, like I work really hard at home. I've got lots to do. But in Edinburgh, I have one thing to do: mm. 5:15 to 6:15 on stage. God. At the end of it, I am shattered. <laughs> Yeah, but that's because you've given everything you have in yeah. that reserve, and then you've got to like find, how find something. I'm in not you. given everything. I've given as much as I think I can get away. with. Do you not give everything every single day to your audience? I haven't got everything to give every single day to anything. <laughs> and do you know what? Jesus comes first. Gross! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I feel dirty, and I don't know why. I'll tell you why. Oh, you feel gross. Exactly. Yeah. yeah consider. <laughs> think on. <laughs> Back to church. My work is done. And you, and yeah. you, Rosie. Well, I want to go to church if I can't be in the choir and I can't be in the nativity because now I'm an adult. Well, no, God, the joy of going to church if you're a vicar, like here in Edinburgh. Yeah, but you I get attention. If I go to church, I'm just sitting there listening to you. Now, in Edinburgh, okay, I go to church in Edinburgh. I don't have to do anything. Don't have to preach. Don't have to say anything. Don't have to lead anything. I just sit there, sing the hymns, and go home after. What's your favourite thing? I'm sorry. Are you angry that the attention isn't on you? Not now. So yeah. I think I've probably, even with my, what I thought was an insatiable appetite for attention, I think I've probably got enough now. In, in truth, now I start thinking, sometimes maybe I've got a little bit too much. Yes. This is a new thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Partly because... I don't want to do a selfie when I'm eating Burger King at Crawley Services on the M6. Especially when somebody did it. And I (laughs) stupidly, I literally was biting my burger and I smile. I pulled the burger bun away, but the burger stayed in my mouth. And it looked like this horrible, weird (laughs) meat tongue. And they got the picture literally with me with this flapping burger, shredding, with shredded lettuce and mayonnaise dripping onto my Oh, was it the Whopper, double Whopper? Double Whopper. Double Whopper, yeah. Flame grill. So bad. Easier probably to have a chicken legend if you're on burger. I think like lots of people (gasps) right now is to. What I really want is to have life on my own terms. That's mm. what people really want. No, that's coming across, yeah. I'm sorry about that, but that's how it is. So I want <laughs> to have attention on my terms. And then yeah. when I want privacy, I want it on my terms. Yeah. You're not asking for much. I am asking for <laughs> way too much. I know I'm doing that. And, of course, you get what you get and you deal with it. Of course you do, but that's sort of what I I've want. I've got one final question for you. Wrap I'm it just up. warming up. As... <laughs> <laughs> As as the now reverend, yeah. do you have any say in the casting of the nativity at your church? Because <gasps> oh, do you see? Power. Have you ever seen a young Richard and thought, "You need this," or am I teaching you a lesson? Charlie Webb. Okay, nativity. <laughs> Once again, is it a celebrity? Is it someone he knows? I don't no, it's know. Charlie Webb. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blue Peter presenting for all I know. It's so a boy in my abuse. parish. A lovely it's a boy, boy in parish. Right so now. we cast our nativity. And we had the three kings. And Charlie <laughs> wanted to be a three king. But I said, Charlie, we've got three kings. And his little face trembled. So oh, in the end, he joined the three kings, but wearing his Darth Vader costume. <laughs> and he presented the Christ child with a lightsaber. Gold, frankincense, myrrh, lightsaber. Oh, my God. Darth was he happy? Vader. He was very happy. Oh, 
good. Oh, we need him on our podcast in would, twenty years' time. He yeah. Charlie, he's now a very handy. He's now a very handy footballer, actually, and we're yeah. looking forward to Charlie having a very impressive professional career as a footballer. Is a bit older now. Now he'll still be on a podcast in twenty years' time, talking about the time he yeah. wasn't a main king. I hope so. Yeah. That would be such a beautiful turn of events. Well. Richard, you're in for a real treat now. Yeah. What happens? Because, well, well um, what so we haven't told you oh, is... <laughs> this is... This is your life. Yeah. It's not, not on the television right now, and I've sworn... Oh, there's a camera there! No! Yeah. There. <laughs> there. <laughs> so, um, no. basically, I have another name. Yeah. I am no longer Rosie. I am Daddy. Your Daddy. My Daddy. Your Daddy. My Daddy. And we're going to have a lovely day together. Do you want to come? I'd love to come. Rosie's my daddy because my dad is not fussed about, so I've got Rosie. So I want to come, Rich. It's my choice. If I'm invited, I'm coming. I don't, but um, um, you're not going to want what I do what I want to do. Why not? Yeah. I want to do what you want to do. No, no, you're not going to want to do it. Look at you with your young person's outlook. I'm, we're going for lunch, and I mean lunch. No, no you, you, you do no, what she does. No, I, I decide. You decide. It's a daddy day trip. So this is beginning to not look quite so good as I was You're coming with us. Where are we going? It's a Sunday. <gasps> You know I'm busy on a Sunday. Oh, no, but no. we like, like an imaginary. Use your imagination. Open your heart. Open your mind. We're to that. coming <laughs> with you to church. Jesus. Um, I have brought. <laughs> I brought along with me three king outfits. <gasps> And we are all going to be the kings. This is amazing. We are Me as well. Inside, yeah. Finally. You I are get to be a, a king. king. Not the shepherd inside. Rosie, you have seen into my soul. <laughs> you have seen what was there. And can I just... Can, can Porky be there, please? Oh, yeah. Porky be there. Can I just... Can, a little negotiation about which of the kings. Yeah. So you can choose. Can I be Casper? Because then I get to carry the gold. Yeah. I'll be Balthazar. You, I'll you be... get Myrrh. Balthazar. Yeah, but You're I, Melchior. The, yeah. You get the frankincense. Correct. You get Myrrh. So Myrrh's going... like the shittiest gift of all. Oh, I can spell it. M-Y-R-H. M-I-R-R-H. Loser. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Do you know what Mer's for? I don't know. Leprosy? Death. <laughs> it is for death. It's the spice they use for death. I get gold. You get frankincense, yeah. which is lovely. Great. Christmassy. Great. Like, I don't care. I don't care. If I care, I'd say, but I don't fucking care. So we're going to have a lovely service. And then we'll let you do your stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> by, by giving it you all that. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. But we will wait for you. And then afterwards, we are all going to lunch. Yes, who chooses the lunch? Okay, that's all right. That's okay. Table four. Table, but hang on. You're it's not going to get three round. Four, no, you're not going to get three round table four. Oh, so Sorry, you could go on table. You could go on table. You go on table five. We'll give you some crayons. How about that? <laughs> Actually, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Table and five. And then we're all going to match and spencers. Okay. We'll have a profit. Yes, please. And then you can buy a lovely Gantt. You don't, That's not don't in Marks tell them Marks and Spencer, but they do like a Gantt substitute. We've just lost in Kettle, we've just lost our Marks and Spencer. Oh, it's a little bit no. raw, actually, Rosie. Me too. Stop Thank it. you. It's got really tense, <laughs> isn't it, there, Rosie? Daddy, step oh. it up. 
Oh. I'm liking this. This is so. Do you like our daddy day? Yeah, there are a couple of elements around here. Where I think we just I just Stop like. Stop saying Rosie. It's daddy. This is the problem. Daddy. A couple of elements around here. If your anecdote, in my judgment, at Nando's goes on for too long, I yeah. deserve the right to bail out. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Wait, then do I get to go to table four from table five? So as then well? you go to table five. And then she no. comes on the table for, and then sister, maybe you could just I'm like, your sister. so we could, because she can talk like really fast. <laughs> yeah, three hundred words. That fast. Yeah, so fast. fast. Yeah. I know. Three hundred words per minute, maybe three. <laughs> oh dear. So I've seen her do six on a good day. <laughs> you blabber, blabber, blabber. So I want it to be, I want to have some options around here, okay, about substituting my opposite partner at table four. Is that okay? Fine. We're, yeah. Okay, we're done. I agree. Who negotiates with their dad? That was so disrespectful. <laughs> Everyone negotiates with their dad. <laughs> negotiate with Michael. We won't have it. Oh, my God. The attention brain show. You've been such God. a good baby boy. Can I say, it's actually been... Really good fun. I've liked it because I've been able to talk about myself with yeah. people who know what it's like to be called to be a huge, huge star. Yeah. 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 We you get know him. what that's like. Yeah. Can I tell you my huge star story? Yes. yes. My friend Stephen has been <laughs> were asked to write a <laughs> thing for Barbara Streisand. <gasps> No. So he had to go. She lives in Malibu, okay? Yeah. One thing you need to know about her house, before we go to the main anecdote, is that she has an underground shopping mall. Because she's Barbara Strange, she can't really go to shopping mall. There's people there. So she has an underground shopping mall at her house with all different shops, which is stocked, so she can go and do her shopping. And she just helps herself. Privately. Well, I think she goes, oh, oh, that's oh. a lovely day. They have a whole thing. But it's like private shopping. But the best thing is, Stephen was staying at the Four Seasons in Malibu, which is a Four seasons in Malibu, every single person who works there is a gay man, okay? Yeah, yeah. And when they found out that he was going to Barbara Streisand's, they formed <laughs> a guard of honour as he got into his taxi. No! Seriously, <laughs> A guard of honour. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Do you want us to see you out? I wouldn't mind. A I mean, you're literally going to come up next to Mum's comfort yeah. food on the streets yeah. of Edinburgh. A little carnival is fine. It's all right. Shut it's just a gesture oh. that's important. My God. Thank you so much for coming on. So my pleasure. Could Thank you, you could you give us your like social media handles or whatever, and then like, people can follow you if they don't already? Oh God, that's the thing on the phone, isn't it? Um, oh, don't do this. My Twitter <laughs> is at Rev Richard Coles. Right. At Rev Richard Coles. I don't do Wistagram. Instagram. Instagram, so close though. They tried to make me do it on Strictly. I couldn't understand no. it. I don't do <laughs> Blackberry Messenger or <laughs> Telegram. No one, no one, no, no one asked about BBM. I don't do. No I don't do BBM. But I don't do back chat. I don't do. What's your BBM pin? What's your BBM pin? Come on, it's like is that drop, it down, drop it down. Not. It's I was really into it. There's Facebook. But What's your Facebook. Snapchat? What's your Snapchat? I don't know how you do. <laughs> I've been on Facebook, but I don't know how you. Do it. But but who are you? I'm, I'm an old 57 year old vicar. Should we just say Twitter and leave it there? Twitter. At Rev Richard Coles. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And it's been actually really good fun. It's yeah. good fun, isn't it? And also, I like the way that Sam presented me with a cup of tea, my tea that you thought was a little overfilled. Yeah. And you actually, there was, there was some tea was taken away to give me a more manageable. Because we're ruining yeah. Jack's life. And also, we want to say, Jack has been so excited about her today. Of course he has. We're fans, but Jack is losing his fucking mind <laughs> in the corner Excellent. about having you here. So thank you for making his dreams come true. Uh, yeah. Jackie. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give him a hug now or later? <laughs> I need to know one thing. It's a phrase you use that the young people use that I don't understand. And that's shade? Yeah. What is that? Like throwing shade on someone, like being a bit bitchy, a bit catty behind the back. But if someone's in your shade, does that mean you've been a bit bitchy about Oh, they're it? in my shade. They're just yeah. sort of like, yeah, I'm a bit like low When they're them. in your shade, does that mean that they have deliberately put themselves in cross, at cross purposes to you and they deserve it? Rosie's always being in my shade. She's always shaded to me. No, Hang I'm on. not. We're She's in your shade, thing. or you're in yeah. her shade. We're both being shady to each other. No, cold. I like it. Oh, you talk behind my back, and I know you do. She was actually doing paces for your back no. while you were looking out yeah. that window. No, I know. While she you was. were yawning, while I was I talking. Yeah. Once, I had a two-hour 
were dancing oh, rehearsal this morning. At 9am I had to be there. You should have seen the faces I was getting. I was getting some pretty heavy dark yeah. shade, I have to say, for Rosie at that She moment. was being shady. She was being the real slim shady. Yeah. Okay, at the end of podcast, thank you so much for coming thank on. You have one new voice message. New voice messages. you on our podcast now or at a time that is convenient now call us now back when a time is convenient yes, for you. thank you very yeah thank you bye. Bye now. bye deleted This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.